Messi wins the Ballon d'Or, but I'm heartbroken because the dream is over. Losses won't keep me down, so stick around for an interview with the Rowdy's own Jordan Adebayo-Smith, right here on the World Soccer Report. It is time for the Rowdy's Rundown and World Soccer Report with Buster DeLay as we go over all of what's happening in the world of soccer. And here is your host, Buster DeLay. And welcome to the World Soccer Report. We've got a lot to discuss, and although there may be some pain, I know it will ultimately be a lot of fun. Man, I can hardly stumble into the Rowdies' rundown because the Tampa Bay Rowdies have lost the USL Championship Final. I can't quite form words right now, but here goes my best attempt. In a surprising game, Orange County SC came to Outlang Stadium and in front of a sellout fan of 7,521 people, they got the job done. Their supporters traveled the extreme distance of over 2,000 miles, and that might have just made the difference. The atmosphere, which was being broadcasted on the network of ESPN, was immense all in all, with the added effects of fire, fireworks, smoke, and more. The players passed that trophy that was up for grabs, and the 22 guys got the game going. It was, as predicted, all Tampa in the beginning. Eventually, Tampa's efforts were awarded with a penalty, which was won by Jan Ekra. Rowdy's top scorer, Sebastian Guanzotti, was denied by Orange County goalkeeper Patrick Rakowski. Now, Orange County switched the game around and could focus more on attack. Tampa's defense was vulnerable due to goalkeeper Evan Loro being absent due to a knee injury. Ryko Arozarena, although good, has not had as much playtime at all, having only played one game this entire season and does not speak fluent English, making the communication between himself and the team slash defense a little bit more difficult. Haiti International, Ronaldo Damas was an absolute nuisance to the Tampa defense. They had a strategy, and I tell you, it worked. Damas would sit on Forrest Lasso's shoulder, then whenever an Orange County player received the ball, they would absolutely heave the ball up to him. With his strength and pace, even Defender of the Year Forrest Lasso couldn't quite contain him. The first goal was unfortunate. It was really a lack of communication at the back that resulted in Jordan Scarlett gifting the ball directly to Ronaldo Damas, who tapped the ball willingly into an empty net for his third goal already of the postseason. He was soon added again after Eric Calvillo crossed the ball into Damas, whose touch confused Lasso and Scarlet, foiling their coordinated tackling play and allowing Damas to basically pass the ball into the corner of the net after an outstretched Rosarena tried his hardest. The third goal for Orange County came right before halftime, and it was a beauty. Miko Kaningas, who did not appear to be the one taking the free kick at first, curled an absolute bullet of a strike around the wall and passed a surprise to Rosarena, who did get a glove on it. After the Louisville game, anything was possible, but 3 nothing at halftime was a dagger in the heart of every single Tampa supporter there. It only took 17 second-half minutes of attacking pressure for the Rowdies to find the goal that could change everything and potentially spark a comeback, and it was Leo Fernandez who slotted a rebound shot between Rakowski's legs. With this, Rakowski went on to make a total of six saves, notably an incredible last-ditch parry off the line. A few minutes before the 90 was up, Lucky scored what looked to be a way back into the game for the final moments. However, it was ruled off due to outside. Hmm, but wait, it hit off of an Orange County player, so that means it couldn't be offside, because when the ball hits off of the defending team, 
You can be anywhere, it will not count as offside. If this had standed, the game could have been altogether different. However, with this, in the closing moments, a ball was loose in the back, and Damas was on it yet again as he was the entire game. He tried to round Rico or Rosarena and tap the guaranteed win home, but the Cuban made an incredible one-on-one -on -one save, then saved the rebound again. Incredible double save by the goalkeeper Rico or Rosarena. Yet, it was to be Orange County who won their first ever USL championship after robing this league for 11 seasons. Good job, Orange County SC. So, the season's over. What's next? For me, I will continue to focus on the show as much as possible until next March when the season starts up again, so tune in weekly for more episodes of the World Soccer Report. For the players, they deserve some rest. This team was stellar, and as Orange County's own goalkeeper put it, the playoff competition is not a fair way of showing who should win the league. Any team could have a bad game and get knocked out, or as seen here, injuries could come into play. Every player played their heart out. They all deserved the Eastern Conference that they won. I know the final would have been really nice, but hey, we still won a trophy. And, on points alone, we won the league. You hear me, Rowdies fans? We smashed it this year. Come on, you Rowdies. Alright, everybody. Here it is. I am honored to welcome young rowdy sensation Jordan Adebayo-Smith onto the show. The former Lincoln City man in England joined the Bay from the English League One. He has constantly played well for us, most notably scoring winners against New York Red Bulls and Hartford Athletic. Here with Jordan Adebayo-Smith, forward number 17 for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Now, Jordan, we just came off of a, unfor a fortunate result, but last season, or last game, was just incredible. It's making me lose my words over it. It was just so wonderful. What was it like playing with a team that can bounce back like we did last game and score three goals in, like, 20 minutes into extra time and everything? How was it like playing for the Rowdies? It just shows the character of the team, how, how great this team is. Everyone pushes each other and it's a never say die attitude. Like we all we all believe, we all have faith in each other and it just shows in that match how we got all the goals back and we won the game. And you're a young player, you had a good breakout season here with the Rowdies and scored a scored a couple really nice goals. Especially I the one that popped straight into my mind is that goal against the Red Bulls, one on one against a keeper. And uh, how is it like being a young player like yourself and doing big things like this on the big stage? Um, I just feel like it's important for me to keep learning, especially with Neil, like keep pushing, keep learning, keep improving, that's that's all you really can do and wherever that takes you in the future that um, you'll see but the improvement is the key thing and as being a young player definitely. And what are your plans for the future? Do you plan on moving elsewhere or staying with the Rowdies or you don't really know yet? What What's, what's the idea going forward? This is always a home for me so right now it's with the Rowdies definitely. Thank you, Jordan, for your time. The MLS is also holding their very own form of the playoffs as we speak. We have gotten to the point of the semifinals already, and the quarterfinals leading up to these have had a lot of drama. Philadelphia Union knocked out Nashville SC in what has been a very stellar season for Nashville in a stunning penalty shootout. Portland Timbers defeated the Colorado Rapids 1-0, and Real Salt Lake beat out Sporting Kansas City 2-1. New York City FC have yet to take on the Revs as of now, so expect to see one of those two teams going up against Philly. I love the English Premier League, which just happens to be where my Worldwide Game of the Week is. So, the match was between Watford and Leicester City, with the Foxes ending up powering to a 4-2 win. 
The scoring started off with a calamitous error by William Troops de Kong after he gifted James Madison the go-ahead goal in the 16th minute after he ducked under the ball. I'm not quite sure if there was a goalkeeper to center back miscommunication there or what exactly happened, but it was one nothing. Joshua King then leveled the scores on the penalty spot after Wilfred and Didi gave away the spot kick. In response, with the snow beginning to fall so hard that the ball disappeared even though it was yellow, J.B. Vardy scored twice in 8 minutes to make the score 3-1. However, Watford would not give up as Emmanuel Dennis held his composure 1-1 -on -one against Schmeichel, making it 3-2. Leicester would end up claiming all three points with a decisive goal from young Adamola Lookman. What a game this was. From around the Premier League, Brentford beat Everton 1-0, Burnley vs Tottenham was cancelled due to snow, Manchester City put two past West Ham and only got hit for one in return in the stoppage time at the end of the game, Chelsea drew 1-1 with Manchester United in quite a shock, and Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. Crystal Palace lost 2-1 to, to Aston Villa, Liverpool slammed Southampton 4 to nothing. that's what we like to see, Reds! And Norwich versus Wolves and Brighton versus Leeds were both scoreless, with the latter of the two being a very entertaining nil-nil draw. To wrap up this show, I'd like to talk about the Ballon d'Or rankings. The Ballon d'Or is given to the best player in all of world soccer each year as an award. It is the most coveted award in all of soccer that you can achieve outside of playing and just as a player-based award. Robert Lewandowski was the main man of the hour that everybody was rooting for to win after he really should have won in 2020, only for the ceremony to be cancelled. However, Lionel Messi it was who claimed his 7th Ballon d'Or, showing why he is one of the best to ever play the game, and, oh you guys, get your Rotten Tomatoes ready, better than Ronaldo, in my opinion, whoa! The monster under my bed doesn't like my opinion here. Did you guys see how close that swing was to me? But hey, respect the hustle. And please keep that as an inside joke for Faye, Megan, and Callie. Now, here are the top 10 players in this Ballon d'Or via the official rankings. Number 1, Lionel Messi. 2, Robert Lewandowski. 3, Jorginho. He made it onto the tier list. 4, Karim Benzema. 5, N'Golo Angolo Gandhi. 6, Cristiano Ronaldo. 7. Mo Salah 8. Kevin De Bruyne 9. Kylian Mbappe and 10. There's a goalkeeper on the list, Gianluigi Donnarumma. We gotta rep those goalkeepers. Another great Ballon d'Or race as always, and congrats to Lionel on this crazy achievement. Fun little fact here, Lionel Messi actually said that Lewandowski deserved it after last year, or at least that he definitely deserved it last year, so big respect to Messi for saying something like that in a close competitor of his in this situation. But it's quite interesting to see Cristiano Ronaldo so far behind Messi. It never really happens like that because they're always neck and neck for how many they get, and Cristiano Ronaldo has even reportedly said to somebody that his main goal is to get more Ballon d'Ors than Messi. So, tell me what you think about this. Be sure to follow my Instagram account, at World Soccer Report. That's that symbol, World Soccer Report, all one word. And if you were listening on the radio, be sure to check out my Spotify archives by searching THE World Soccer Report, not all one word. Thank you for listening, and as always, thank you to RadioStPete.com for being my home base here on the show. This has been the World Soccer Report, and I'll see you at the game.